Welcome to the Sparkles and Rhinestones pageant podcast. I'm your host Hannah Golding and welcome to the first day of your 2023. We are of course in a new year. I hope you all celebrated, some maybe more than others. Um, I did not go out and celebrate last night. However, as soon as my daughter was picked up, I did have a good two, three hour nap. Um, Am I feeling revitalised? I don't know, but we shall see. But when I first started recording in the morning before I fell asleep, um, I was going to do an episode all about the you know, bringing a positive mindset into 2023, um, getting rid of some of the mindsets of pageantry that we don't need. Whereas now I've slept, I've fallen it. <laughs> I have actually written some things down. Is this a new me? No. But we are going to be a little bit more organised um, when we have things to say. But then you'll miss my throwaway stories, the cutaway stories from the game. <laughs> they'll still be there um but no i've basically written a list of things that we need to leave behind in 2022 in pageantry um there are probably so much more that i've missed but these are just the things that have come to me in five minutes um things that always stay in pageantry anyways each year but i think us as pageant people we can you know at least ourselves get rid of this mindset because some of it is just ingrained on us of what we should think and some of it's from other people's opinions and what we think pageantry should be you know your thought process really progresses through your pageant journey of like oh I shouldn't do this or actually I can do this and so I'm going to talk about a few things uh so first things first now this may be a tad bit controversial to some um, but actually it's not that really, um, not that really at all. And this is, you need to, you, you can't compete in more than one pageant in a year. Um, so there are a lot of people in pageantry who think you need to dedicate yourself to one pageant and, and that's it. And that's your whole year. And of course we all know that different finals happen in the year, um, now, a few episodes, I can't think of how many back, we have an episode called The Pageant Master Plan. And in this episode, we talk about how you're planning your pageant journey because there are pa- new pageants that will come up and pageants that will, you know, disperse. Like, I look at my wall with all my sashes and there's probably, like, four or five pageants that don't run anymore on there um, or run slightly different now. Um so you know that's what happens sometimes and if that's a pageant you really want to compete in you're going to prioritize that over another pageant also your age do you age out do you still want to compete as a miss or a miss or you know you're in that tricky area of a teen because some start at 18 some start at 20 you know I do think the teen categories if you have a teen in the like it should be the teen like, it should be 13, because I know some start at 14, but teen should be 13 to 19. That should be, because it has a teen in it, unless it's, like, junior teen. Like, you get that, because it's a junior teen. But, um, <laughs> but saying that, uh, you know, there could be some pageants you really want to compete in, but, you know, you might have to wait a couple of years. Also, if you're planning your life, <laughs> because, you know, we all plan around our own lives, um not always sometimes we plan our lives around pageants Uh, but let's not get into that but you know if you're planning to have a child it could be 
you know, you once you have said child and you're still in an age range where, you know, you disclude yourself from, so Miss Universe now has changed so you can have children, um, but Supernational um, age range has raised, so it's now 32, um, but you can't have kids, Intercontinental, you can't have kids, Miss England, you can't have kids from Miss World, um, so Wales and Scotland as well, because they go by the international rulings. I'm trying to think if there's any other pageants that you can't have kids in. Um, but then you know that if you look at some of the ruling for internationals, it could be if you're a miss, you are not allowed to get married in your year. Or, well, and vice versa, you're not allowed to get divorced if you're as a missus. Um, or, like, have children within your reign. Especially with some systems, because, for example, even though I was of age to be a miss anyway, as soon as I entered pregnant... Um, for Yami, I would have automatically been in the Miz category because I had children. So it doesn't matter about my age. As soon as I have children, I will be in the Miz category. And that's the same for some pageants. Um, but then you just have different age ranges as well. So if you plan to have children, you plan to get married. Um, no one really plans for divorce, but like, should that happen? You know, it's what pageants do you want to do? Do you want to do Mrs. pageants, Miz pageants? Like there are some pageant systems where you can compete at any age. So it's when you want to compete. You know, if you're going to do Galaxy, do you want to be a Miss or Miz? I remember competing as a Miss. I was like, right, I'm going to wait a couple of years until I'm a Miz because I feel a bit more um, correct. And then that's the year they changed to Miz. And then I fell pregnant and I competed pregnant. And it's it's not something I recommend to everyone. Um, if that's in your plan. Um, you know, I look back and think, well, how did I do it? Um, but, you know, it depends on, I said, it depends on your plan. So... I used to compete in a good two, three pageants a year. Uh, and that was for me getting experience. And also, maybe I didn't like the system that I was competing in. Um, you know, or there are some systems where you could come back the next year and you wouldn't have to dedicate a whole year to that. So, for example, um, when I competed very, very back in the day um, for the Swindon Wiltshire Heat for Miss England, there was no, like, finalist sash. So you could just turn up on the day, should you want to. Um, I mean, I, I think I dedicated probably, like, a couple of months beforehand for, like, fundraising efforts. Um, but I didn't have to be there. Like, once, of course, once I won Miss London, that was me for the year, and that's, you should be. If you're winning a title, that's your year. Like, and this is what you have to plan for. If you want to compete in a pageant should you win you're taking a year out even though you are an active role um <laughs> you're taking a year out so you want to be mindful of the fact that by the time your pageant reign ends you you know you might not be able to compete in several other pageants so this is where that pageant master plan works and why the whole one pageant a year doesn't work for everyone and we should be shamed into wanting to try other systems because we are like kids in a candy shop when it comes to pageants you know we want to try all of the candy all of the sweets give me all the haribos give me all of the other sweets which i can't think in my head right now like i'm not actually that much of a sweet person to be honest for sweets um <clears throat> But saying that, it is, you're just standing out pick a mix and wanting to pick which one you want to compete in. Um, 
so if you compete in more than one pageant, and of course there are pageants that allow you to compete in both. Uh, now we have the Pageant Girl Weekender, where you can compete in both UK's National Miss and Pageant Girl UK. Now for me, I wouldn't do that personally just because I'd be tired. I would be tired. But if you really want to experience that, like imagine your first, imagine this, when you go back to your first time competing in pageants, that like you could have a double pageant weekender. Like how amazing like a step back like I mean like 13 years now I've been in pageants 13 years like a step back to that first week and be like oh my god because you do you want to get on stage back again you had the opportunity the same with if you go back a good 20 30 years how many different pageants there were where you could just turn up on the day compete win and that's it you're done you can go back and hand over but you can compete in several other pageants of course there are pageants that will have a contract where you can't but this is where you're picking your your pageants well. Now, as I said, we don't agree with double session. We don't agree with that. If you are competing in two systems at one time, just be mindful of your money. Because um, it can be expensive. Especially if you put down the entry fee and you can't transfer that. If you do win, you can't compete in that. So that's why I do say that <clears throat> if you want to compete in more than one pageant in a year... If you're willing to lose that sponsorship money should you win, then so be it. Um, don't double sash. Um, <laughs> but leave enough time. So, for example, let's say you competed in Yummy next month. Because it's crazy, isn't it? Yummy is next month. Competed in Yummy next month. Um, and then you wanted to compete in Atlantic. And then you competed in, I'm trying to think of around, and then pageant girl. You know, you've got enough time in between. So you've got February to April, that's two months. And then April, June, July, two months. There's two months in between. Now, I would obviously recommend a good three months. But if those are the pageants you want to try, try them. Um, however, don't pay all those money all up front. Um, we all know that when you want to sign up for pageants, you want to sign up for loads and then you'll get the acceptance. And you're like, okay, who am I choosing? And this is where a decision of, you know, how much time do you need to prep? You know, what do you already have? Um, but yeah, don't put that deposit and the money down first. You can put the deposit down to hold your place should you want to, but you may lose that deposit. Um, so if you want to compete in more than one pageant a year, go on girls. Don't let the naysayers get you down with that because you want to try different systems. Um that's absolutely fine and you might not agree like if you're going back to a system every year but then you're competing in other bits as well you might be like mm, well how much does this person want that title and I've done it before um I'm not gonna say that I haven't because I have <laughs> and then I realized that like if I slowed down obviously I had to slow down I was pregnant um if I slowed down like right this is the thing but that was before coaching that's before practicing now you have lots of different opportunities this is why charity pageants are so good and you can get that practice and you can get that stage and you can get the crowns and the sashes that you want um but don't let anyone get you down by saying that you can only enter one system and you have to dedicate yourself to that system because what if the system doesn't dedicate to you okay it's a two-way street and this goes on to the next one of you need a new pageant wardrobe every time you compete now i actually had the client say to me can I wear when I said well why don't you just wear that gown again like can I do that yes unless there was a feedback that said it was you know the wrong like that you couldn't walk in it or it was too long for some of course then judges feedbacks are 
I want to say impartial. I'm trying to think of the word to put. Um, like other people have different opinion. So what works for one won't work for someone else. But if you had overall general good scores with that outfit on, you felt amazing, and it fitted you because the fit is very important. Then wear it again. Pantry becomes so expensive if you need to have a new wardrobe every time. Custom made this, custom made that. You can rent. Um, now, as I say that, of course, that's very body privileged by saying that you can rent because as a plus size girl, you know, it's very hard to rent pageant wardrobe. I mean, I rent out some of my pageant wardrobe. So, you know, there are some. <laughs> some. And I, of course, borrowed my gown to UK's National Miss. Um, and I do, you know, it's the secondhand site. So you, you want to make sure that it's less expensive. But if you have a fashion wear that you love, wear it again. If you have a gown, wear it again. You can always adjust a little bit, you know, maybe wearing different shoes, different jewellery, different hairstyle. A different hairstyle can really actually change the whole look. You would be surprised. Um, but you don't need to have new everything. And I know we want to, but you don't have to. It's the same with, and I said this to another client as well, um, like, oh, we haven't booked in headshots yet. It's like, do you need new headshots? Okay? It's the whole, I'm competing in new pageants. I need new headshots, new this, new that. You don't. You don't need new headshots. If it's not in your affordability and if it's not in your plan, you don't need to. I say to get new headshots every couple of years. Um, when you're younger, you will need um, more, I guess. Um, you don't need them. And, like, headshots are never a necessity unless there's a photogenic round that is judged. And I highlight that. That is judged. You might have a photogenic round that isn't judged. But if it is judged and it's, you know, getting the points to your overall score, you will want professional headshots. Um, but, yeah, saying that, you don't need more. As you're younger, your facial features will change slightly. Um, you know, you will look older. Whereas when you get to my age, <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest, I still use headshots from a few years ago. Um, my last headshots were two years ago. Um, two years. Two years. 20, 2020 was my last headshots. And this is because I was blonde, so I can't use them. <laughs> I can't use them because I'm blonde in them. Um, from someone who changes their hair a lot, of course. Um, but my 2019 headshots, I had three in that year. Um, I know. Warning I was, wasn't I? Um, <laughs> but I also, I had internationals where a photo, like the photogenic part was judged. So I needed to get the tens. But my facial features haven't changed that much. Um, I'm still chunky. I've probably gained about 5kg in those three years. And that's only because I went on birth control. <sighs> Being a woman sucks. <laughs> uh, I'm not even for it for the, the birth control reasons. I'm there for the PCOS. Um, but I still look the same. I don't... Like, when you use headshots, this is why we say you should get new headshots, and I have planned actually, I've booked in headshots this month as well, so they will finally be updated, um, 
but there was no need to rush out and get new because I didn't need to. I had the headshots that I can use for, you know, the website for when I was UK's National Miss, Wiltshire, um, for media interviews. Um, you know, I didn't need to have, there wasn't a need for them. Obviously, I want them now. <laughs> I think I need them because, you know, new crown shots as well as platform shots and, um, advertising for sparkles as well and obviously i'm, I'm going with p as well so we get mum door shots and the last time she, we had a photo shoot together she had no hair so like that's kind of a big deal <laughs> um but you don't need to the only time i say is obviously if you do have change like if you were uh, a slender figure and now you're a larger figure don't use your slender figure headshots because that's happened before i've been in competition where someone's used their photos from three four years ago and they are not the same person, you know, this is me, it's like me using photos from five, six years ago, um, you know, when I was a size 14 to 16, I'm not, I'm a 20 to 22 now, um, fair some 18s, but we know what clothes and size is like, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you don't need to have new headshots, you don't need to have, um, new gowns, you don't need to, um, it's not necessity, you know, you can say you're thinking eco and resharing, but you know, you can rent if needs be, go on secondhand websites, just be cautious of when you are planning, if you're getting a custom made outfit, because sometimes the custom made outfits are cheaper than going to a shop, and I know loads of shop people will kill me, but you also have the risk of what it's going to turn out like, you know, my original gown for last year, um, cost me 240 pound um and it arrived two sizes too big and too long so you know I've never actually got to use that and one day I think I'll take it to a professional seamstress to try and get it taken in like I was doing I was doing what I could of it it was not working but yeah um so you don't need new um don't need new wardrobe don't need shoots um and you can compete in more than one pageant so going, still keeping on that wardrobe theme. We're going on heels that you can't walk in. Okay, girls, if I'm calling you out, I'm calling you out. Um, you don't need to have the highest heel. This is something I need to say so many times. If you want a chunky heel, get a chunky heel. Like chunky heels are back in now. Um, the Chinese laundry tippy tops. Um, the kg sat i can't even think of some of the names you know or like oh, they're really tall kgs i remember i bought them once because they were on sale for 20 quid and i put them on they were so high and i was like no drop me out <laughs> i can't be doing this and i am a girl who used to live in really high heels before my hip problems um maybe that's why no i'm joking <laughs> Put a platform on it, it's good. You need to have a shoe that you can walk in. And many coaches will say this to you. It's not about the brand. Um, I always find it a bit iffy if um, a coach is affiliated. I don't think anyone in the UK is. But if they're affiliated with a certain pageant heel, um, you know, they get commission from you buying their heels. I always I had that with, like, PTs um, and other things brands where it just feels a bit icky because it's like do like 
do they really want you to have it or is it just because you get money there's always like a two-step thing and you can probably that of anything to be honest but um like are they just saying that it's like me signing my book am i just saying that is a really good pageant book because i want you to buy it yes but it is also is a good book <laughs> it is a very good book it's a chunky book you know trust the chunky books it's and the font is small it's not huge Okay, it's not a huge font. I just fill up all the pages with huge font and charge you 20-odd quid for it. No. I put in the work. Um, <laughs> but let's get back to the heel. Um, you don't need a high heel. I always recommend a heel with a platform because it takes up that pressure if you are using a high heel. Just think of when you're on your tiptoes. That's what you're essentially... essentially you are in your heels. You're on tiptoes. And obviously, the higher the heel, the further your 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 foot goes up um you know so i do like a platform that takes a bit of pressure off of that um but like the crisscrossy ones where your toes are hanging out or cliffhangers we don't need those we don't need those at all so if you buy a pattern don't be afraid to change your heels this is why you should practice beforehand even if it's with a coaching session or if it's walking around in your house um don't just buy a pageant shoe because it's popular. Buy it because you can walk in it. You can pick up some really good shoes from New Look. Um, I've got mine from Simply B. I would prefer the front strap to be less chunky. Um, like the heel is great, but I mean, I'm not gonna. I've been trying so hard to find the perfect lower heel for pageants, and it's been such a struggle. That ha it has to have a platform. So I know there are some great ones that don't have platforms, but for me, I need a platform just because obviously it elevates the pain <laughs> um but yes you don't need the highest heel um because if you're struggling to walk you have to trust that walk because you don't want to be looking down when you're walking it, you know it shows nervousness it shows that you're looking where your feet placement of course going downstairs if you need to look like i hate stairs this is something we need to leave out pageantry as well pageants of stairs go away i don't like them a couple of steps is fine I don't want me walking down a whole staircase, like, not on stage. When you're off stage, you can't see the awkward bands. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you need to be able to walk in your heels. So Bambi shoes, uh, leave those in 2020. It's not about the height, it's how you walk. And going on to walks now. Overcomplicated pageant walks slash outfits I've put on here. Um... A twirl is good. Two twirls is good. Five or six twirls in one go is not good. You are like that Barbie that sets off into that fire. If you've ever seen that video. Um, <clears throat> it's like a Christmas like kids video. Uh, too many... <laughs> like it's a, Christmas. it's a kid in it. It's not like set for children. Can you imagine? It, it just gets too complicated. Um, now, I can say this... <laughs> Bear in mind, I know that when I competed last year, um, I looked at my walk and I was like, why did I not hold my poses? Why? I was too much movement. Um, but you need to allow the judges to see you. And a spin is good, but if you're just twirling around all the time, like, one, you can get dizzy. Like, if you're not comfortable to do it. Now, this is not to say that it's not for everyone, because... You know, some people want to do that. Some people want to try the turns, but sometimes it doesn't work. Um, you know, the body frame might not be right. You could be too heavy footed. You know, it's a shift of balance. Not everyone has balance. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't. I'm just saying that, you know, does it work well? And especially as you get a little bit older, um, 
you know, I think especially for younger girls, you can get away with all the turns and twirls. Um, but I'm such a fan of a simplistic routine. However, I'm also a fan of drag. <laughs> I'm also a fan of surprise. I think that when you have what I call the judging... Wow, I call it the judging zone, the danger zone, or the crown zone. It's where... I'm just trying to think, like, what do I actually call it in my training sessions? Um, it's the crown zone. We're going to go the crown zone. We're going to hashtag the crown zone with that. Um, because that is the area we are most likely to pick up all of the points. So when I'm judging, um, when you do, like, your last walk to maybe your last pose point, if you're walking off, that's when I'll put my scores down. So if you're doing anything there... I'm not really going to see it. So, you know, I've already scored you. So you've gone to the front of the stage, you've done left, right, middle, or for some it's just, you know, right and left. Um, And this is why you have to watch the finals beforehand, work with a coach who knows the stage format, um, or, yeah, I said, watch, go to the finals the year before. See where the walking pan is, because if you have an overcomplicated routine um you know i'm gonna use yemi as an example because it's next month and it's, it's the first pageant that's in my head right now and i can compare it to different stages um so you have a total of five pose points okay when i competed uk's national miss for fashion and sportswear i had technically three pose points but two pose points we had one where you start and then as soon as the girl goes off you went to the right you went to the left and then you went off just two pose points so of course you want to get your stuff so if you did a spin in the middle when you're walking up absolutely fine you're making the most of that walk sort of thing um but if you then had a spin at the top a spin in the middle a spin at the right a spin at the left and then a spin as you go off that's five spins in a stage that has two pose points so this is why i'm saying to not overcomplicate it um you know, a maximum of two pose, like, different poses pose per pose point. How many P's were in that right there? Um, you don't want to overcomplicate it. That's what I'm just saying. That's my personal opinion, though. I love watching different videos. I love watching people on stage when they do it. Like, when you do a reveal. This is what we're talking about overcomplicated outfits as well. Because if you are spinning and then you stand on your cape or you stand on your high-low, or your foot gets caught, or, you know, tassels don't work in the way that you're working with, it just, over, it comes across messy, and I can't think of any specific examples that come to my head right now, but I have seen it throughout the years, um, you know, it's happened to me before, my foot's got caught in something, um, you know, it, it puts you off, so this is why, you know, work within your means. Now, you, you will see on the international stage, like, the walks, like, ah, oh, just think of like Katrina Gray's like lava walk that always comes into my head um like it was such a fierce walk but then you had that little time I was like oof you know it doesn't need to be too complicated you don't need to do too many hand movements you don't need to do that simplicity all the words work when you have those post points you're looking at the judges because sometimes when you're doing those twirls you ain't getting the eye contact in so I'm making a rule. <laughs> Don't listen to my rule. I'm making a rule. Free, you're going to do three turns. Three turns on the stage. Um, 
<laughs> per round. Per round. We're not we're not gatekeeping different rounds. Um but I think it just yeah, that's my personal opinion, especially when people are so focused on getting the technicality of it all that you forget your actual walk. Um because I've done it as I said, I've practiced I do like a half turn kind of thing in mine. Um, but even I can look back at my walk and think that should have been stronger or I should have had that longer. Um, once you get on stage, your adrenaline just goes, you know, and some things, yeah, <laughs> but overcomplicated outfits as well. Outfits that don't suit you, don't fit you just because it's a fashion trend or a pageant trend doesn't mean that you need to have it. You need to work, go with what works for your body, what works for the pageant. So for example, looking at rules, like this is going to go somewhere that goes up your butt. We don't need thongs. Unless there's an actual thong, I guess. But I don't know. That's too much cheek, I think, on stage. Um, if you've got it, flaunt it, right? Like, But then it goes into different things, isn't it? Because for bodybuilding, you need to have a thong bikini because you're showing off your glute muscles. You know? There are three muscles in that glute. You want to really show the definition of them all. But on pageant stage, they're not looking at your butt. I mean, well, they are looking at your butt, aren't they, if you're in somewhere. But, you know, looking at, like, overall, um, like, I would say body physique, but that's not what they're scoring on. There are some pageants that do score on your body physique. Um, you know, like, how fit do you look? And, you know, for someone who's definitely not body physique fitness, um, I'm not going to enter that, am I? <laughs> but, you know, it's more like the overall presentation you know, how, how do you feel in sportswear, does it suit you, because, you know, you can get sportswear that cuts too tight, or rides up, or rides down, um, you know, there's so many different types of swimwear you, you can wear, so this is why people try on your outfits beforehand, try your outfits on before, um, okay, so the next few ones, um, are about pageant people, um and the first thing is thinking that you have to get on with every single person in pageantry there's a difference between mutual respect um and straight up toxic friendships so i understand sometimes when you get into pageants like i came into pageants with hardly any friends um you know, I've been bullied a lot, domestic abuse, like, my confidence is really low, and I met some really amazing people, however, I also recognised throughout the years that some people I didn't need to have in my life just because they were in the pageant scene, or because they had a certain title, you will not get on with everyone, and we need to leave that behind (laughs) to feel, the you know, because you will hurt yourself trying to be friends with everyone okay when you compete you will find your little tribe you'll find the few girls um that you hang around with all day um and then you might meet others there it might be people that you've talked to online this is why i think that we should leave the group chats behind for finalists um people are like what some pageants have groups where you can do general chat um but I mean, I I like them, but also not. I don't think I've ever set up one for the Miz because I'm not sure who's competing in the Miz. Um, I know a few, pe- a couple of people, but not loads. Those group chats will never be touched again after the final. You might get a random thing, and then you get some random links. Um, 
like voting for something or you know the group chats don't work that well and then sometimes there's a lot of misinformation that's put in them sometimes there's a lot of bitchiness now look if you're a bitchy person if you're a drama person we're all a bitch in some ways aren't we let's be honest but you have to be mindful of the situation you're in because you're on a group chat with everyone there will be someone who screenshots that chat there will be someone that sends it to the person you're talking about or the pageant you're talking about or to your director and go "Mm, it's not really pageant behavior is it and this could get you defrowned decrowned before you even competed you know you might get a warning this happens again people have been decrowned for their comments on social media and i think i worry about every day uh, <laughs> not because I'm bitchy to anyone in the pageant land, but because I like to take on it in internet trolls every once in a while. Um, so that could be, yeah, I'm very mindful of that sometimes. But this is why you have to do it in a respectful way. But thinking that we have to be friends with everyone, like not everyone, like we all do pageants, but we're not the same. And I think I said this in the last episode, you know, so you will get along with more uh, with others more than others you know that made no sense at all but you know what i mean so you don't have to be friends with everyone um you don't have to fall into that pageant trap now if there are friendships that don't serve you anymore get rid of them you'll find in pageantry there'll be people who are really close that aren't that close anymore but they'll still be courteous at um events even if they hate each other's guts um, you know, because we all know that it's the same as when you're in a workplace, it's being professional, you know, you're not going to have a fight or a shouting match or you're just not going to sit next to that person or not going to interact. Or if you do have to interact because you're part of the same system or you were part of the same system, you know, like you're going to be friendly and that's it. Sometimes you won't be friends with that person, but you can still be friendly you know, I mean, I'm living testament to that with my, with my personal life. Some people I don't want to talk to anymore, but I'm courteous because of the situation that is surrounding. Um, it goes into pageantry as well, you know, so you don't have to be friends with everyone. You don't have to hold on. You don't need to be friends with them just because they're part of the system you're competing in. Okay. Now, saying this, I have that tip of, I always get the contestants when I'm competing. I've done it for the past two years for UK's National Miss. And obviously I did it internationals when I was competing. Um, I didn't do it for Yemi the first time. Second time, obviously I was, I was a queen anyway, so I did my handover gifts. And I got a gift for the new queen. But um, I didn't get the contestants anything, I don't think. Such a long time ago now, I don't think. Um, but it's always nice to say just to get a little gift. And when I say a gift, um, I mean, I got a cookie that had my initial in. That was really cute. I loved that. That was from Millie um, in my category. Uh, I got a sash pin and some sweets. That was my little gift. And like a little sticker with a positivity quote on. Um, and the year before, I got everyone earrings. Um, you know, cute little earrings that would have gone with the crown uh but yeah you don't have to but i always think that's a nice icebreaker for the people that you haven't met because you will not meet everyone on social media in your category and you know i didn't and i 
gelled with some really good girls, which then I found their social media afterwards. You know, I had a good old time. <laughs> but yeah, toxic friendships, you don't need to do this. Now, going on to that, um, we have the complaining of popularity contests. Complaining, um, at this goes hand in hand with the guilt trip. Now, <sighs> people who guilt trip you into, um doing their raffle or doing their competition or going to their events or you know making making you feel bad because you've not got the funds to do something now I'm gonna be completely honest this is my transparency um I have noticed that with fundraising that it's not getting as much um as it used to you know pageant con is on I think it's on 165 now last year we raised 300 uh, the year before we raised 300 and then the first year we raised 500 pounds um you know so it's a shame that it's only got that figure however i'm not gonna say like right guys like i'm really i think i put a status the other day i just said like it's the lowest we fundraised but the quality is still exactly the same so i'm really happy that it's happening um and that is because, you know, it's hard to have events every year. And I know that a lot of girls will have their ticket year after year. Um, and I'm so thankful and so happy for that. And that's what I want. Because Pageant Con is about learning and education and, um, you know, gaining new skills of pageantry. The fundraising is a bonus of that. But, you know, the reason we put it on is because we're fundraising for charity. Um, now, I'm not going to make you feel guilty because I'm like, well, you know... I'm really upset and that no one's paid their tickets or people have said they have and they hadn't, you know, like with the annual competition raised 140 from that, uh, people say they do it and then they never did. Like, I could get angry about that, but the, and I could make you feel guilty and be like, oh, like, I'm just, I don't understand, guys. But I do understand. We are going through a bloody crisis right now, guys. You know, I would rather you put that fiver on your electric bill or to food than to, um, you know, an event. But then <clears throat> if you're then budgeting for other things, like, I think that £5 is a good investment for pageantry. However, as I said, like, fundraising is so much harder now to fundraise, to go to events. We have to look at it that way. Pageantry has changed. We can't just chuck money at everything now. Um, so... Any amount raised is a good amount. And it's something I promote a lot. Even if it's 5, 10, 100, 200, 5,000. Any amount you've raised is a good amount because it's going to a good cause. And this is the same with the complaining about popularity contests because I have seen a few comments that um, complain about the awards. Last year, I placed in the top three of business and coach. I did not win. Um... Does that mean that my business, my coaching is invalid? That it's not best? Because um, it is to some people, you know. The awards are a great way of rewarding the whole of pageantry. Because people that win awards aren't necessarily people who have crowns. The award I won last year, I did not have a crown when I won it. Um, you know, it's about rewarding society. Uh, the pageant society 
in all different aspects you have the inspirational community um you know and this is not just for one set of awards this is for different sets of awards as well you know i only know currently of two pageant awards and i know then there are you know the scottish awards um north wales i think there is or north england yes we need the southern awards but then saying that like then it limits the people who are being rewarded but saying that is a popularity contest yeah it kind of is the popularity votes in pageants are popularity contests you know when we did uh the england uh, the Wiltshire heat in 2014 we had a public vote and the person the people had to like the page first this is completely um a social media tactic because you're getting people to like the page and like the photo that's going into more um well, I don't know what it is now because the algorithm changes so much. Um, you know, on people's home pages, they share it. It's that, you know, it's how people reach different people to then when you go next year, you have more followers, you have this and that. However, I mean I know we had it for our first year, UK's National Miss, and I know that, you know, there are some people that will buy in their votes. Um and that kind of defeats the purpose of it all. Um, but you can't do that with awards. You can't buy votes. You can't do that. There's, you know, and there are some awards where you, you have a public nomination. Because, it, of course, it has to be. It has to be a popularity contest sometimes. Because, you know, how how else are you going to nominate? If you're upset, you nominate that person. You get your people to vote to get to the shortlist. That's how it works. It's the same with pageant. It's the same with a lot of things. You know, if you've known about that being a popularity contest, you then you're putting yourself or your child in front of a panel of judges as well. They're judging they're judging you, the same as they're judging the awards, the same as the public are judging the awards. You know? It's it's sad because yeah, there are many people that do miss out on nominations. Some people that don't know that there are awards to be nominated for, so they don't put themselves forward. You know, I nominated myself for an award, and I'll 100% do it again, because I believe in myself, and I believe in sparkles, and I believe in what we do, and what we give. Um, you know, if if that's what it is, that's what it is. Um, you should never be afraid to nominate yourself. When I had the Sparkles Pageant Girl of the Year... I would say, if you want to nominate yourself, do it. Like, as long as you've got a good explanation, because, you know, some of these pageant nominations needed that. You needed to have an explanation of why you're nominating this person or nominating yourself. Um, it kind of puts a damper on it sometimes, but you have to remember that in pageantry, there's only one winner in each system, in, in division. <laughs> and awards, there's only one winner. But it does not take away from you. Just because I didn't win um, any awards for Sparkles doesn't mean that I don't know I do a bloody good job with the coaching that I do, with the information that I put out and the free stuff, the charity work that I do. I give myself an award. <laughs> and and it's, the reward is doing it, to be honest. You know, the reward is doing it. I know it sounds really cheesy, but it is. You know, I love doing the stuff I do with Sparkles because I know that people get enjoyment out of it. They get education and knowledge. 
you know, we launched the workbook. I've had so many compliments of it. And that's what I love because it's a product that you can use and it's free. Why not? You know, sometimes it doesn't have to be all about money making. I know people hate me for that, but it is. Um, so yeah, you don't need to be guilt tripped into paying um, for different events or, you know, I'm going to guilt trip you now to get my book in the annual. Come on, guys. I've got a child to feed. See, I always joke about this. I'm like, people, please don't take me seriously because I will feed my child. <laughs> and she knows she has so many crisps. <laughs> she will find a way. Um, but I always make that joke. Um, but it's not like it's a personal choice. I would never want someone to be somewhere because they felt guilty that they had to do it. If you're in the area, it's affordable to you. Do it. As simple as that. Um, popularity contest, it's going to happen. Public votes, sometimes. These awards don't go to anything. They go they go to you or someone else. It's, you know, it doesn't mean that you're not worthy or anything just because you haven't won. It took me 10 years, 10 years of pageantry to be, to win an award. You know, 10 years. Just think about that. Like, <laughs> okay, so... Going on to this pageant snobbery. Dun, 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 dun. Two things with this. So, thinking that you're better than someone because you're in a system. Or thinking that you're too beneath. Pageants go to internationals. It just, you know, what pageant are you choosing? I will um, always think of when people downgraded my European title. Because, oh, it's not a popular pageant. It, even though like Yummy has won awards um some people are just clueless because they think that you know the top four pageants of the world that's it that's all and then you discover how many pageants you know and it's like the whole well, you've competed internationals why would you then go to national or why would you do this why would you do that everyone has different goals in pageantry everyone has different goals and saying that you're downgrading by going to a system or that you're not good enough for a system you know I always had and we're going to go into coaching in a minute people would not coach with me because I had not won a pageant called UK system um how crazy is that you know they'd go to someone else because they had experience in that system it's like I've coached winners I've coached winners in the systems it doesn't just because you haven't won that title is the same as obviously, yeah, a lot of people come to me for yummy because I've won everything in it. Um, <laughs> I've won the European, I've won the internationals, I've, I've got the, the lifetime crown. It doesn't mean that no one else can coach you for that at all. Um, that's pageant snobbery by saying, well, yeah, I'm going with those person. Obviously, you would go with me because I know it a lot. And I respect that. But <laughs> I'm not going to go, why did you go to that person? Because they know nothing about it. Because all good coaches in the UK would research a system before. It's the same as why, you know, I have had international inquiries before. But if I'm not that clued up on the system, I want to know more first. Like, do you have the judging criteria? Um, examples? You know, is there anything that I can find before I go into this? Because you have to be clued up. Um, but we're talking about pageants not bringing full coaching. Uh, <laughs> and it's true. Like, don't feel that you're beneath someone. And this is the thing. Sometimes when a pageant is new, some people will be quite cautious to enter it. Even though it has a great reputation overseas. 
And you can see this now that when you look at like pageants, like their first year, and then compare like how many entrants there are now, like it's such a nice growth, especially with some of the pageants that are still happening in the UK. There are pageants that are on a decline. Um, and there'll be many reasons for this. Sometimes it's just the timing um, the judging criteria, where the international or where the nationals are based. Um, and you will find there'll be different age divisions. It doesn't mean that pageant is now suddenly like underneath the ranks. You know, there are pageants that win awards all the time, um, but are not the ones that are chosen all the time. You know, pageantry is very personal. You have the choice of where you're putting your money and where you're wearing, you know, your sash and when you choose your pageant you want to choose it because it's the right fit for you not because it's the right fit for everyone else so if you want to try a pageant that everyone's like "Mm, why would you want to do that like you're so much better than that system tell them to pee off (laughs) like bye bye girl bye (laughs) like because it may be beneath them but it's not beneath you it shouldn't be beneath no pageant should be beneath anyone you know it's the whole charity pageant argument again. And there's an episode on that if you want to listen to me running. <laughs> but it said pageantry is a personal choice and it's what you want to wear in your sash. So what title do you want to be for a year? You know? And that's why sometimes when people ask me about my opinion on where they should go next, I give them their options. I'm like, right, I see this pageant for you. Like, oh, what this one? I'm like, like it's a good pageant, but I'm not sure if you're, um, I'm not saying you're not the right fit because everyone can fit into different things, but I feel like, like, you know, sometimes someone is really heavy on a platform, I'm like, if you're really heavy on a platform, this pageant here would be perfect for you, because, you know, you'll be in your element, um, with this pageant, you'll still be in your element, but you don't have to focus on that so much, um, you know, it could be where it's more model-based, um, different rounds, you know, do you really want fashion, or do you want a swimwear, or do you want a sports, or do you want to just wear jeans and t-shirt, you know, like, these are all the choices you have. So when people have that pageant snobbery, it just needs to be left behind. Send it away. You're not too good for a system and a system is not too good for you. Please remember that. Okay. So we're going to go on to, as I said, the coaching that you don't need coaching. Um, some people say they're going to wing it. Um, some people say they can't afford coaching, which is valid. Um, but then this is where the pageant budget comes in. And this is why sparkles make our prices so low is because we all know that pageantry is expensive, but you know, one session can change your mindset. It really can. You know, as I said, I've had one session before with a couple of girls, um, and they won their titles, um, or they won best in interview. And sometimes they've taken the skills learned from that session, um, to like job interviews. So I got a lovely message the other day um saying that they got their job you know this you can transfer the skills it doesn't have to just be pageantry but you're not beneath having coaching coaching doesn't make you some people think it makes you weak because you're asking for help um that's a whole nother type bracket um but i mean i see this as well someone who's never been coached i've never had a pageant coach um it's not really like an achievement I was just saying that for me, sometimes it's transparency because I want to say that, you know, all these ideas are mine, you know, it'd be from observation, 
it might be from reading, you know, because I have read other coaches' books, like in America, I have a couple of coaching books from different coaches, um, but I haven't had a personal relationship to them, they haven't worked on my personal skills, um, I've not been told to do anything, I might have had tips and passing from people, um, but to say if I'm competing in my next system, um, there'll be a coach that I have in mind who I'll work for my walking. I won't do an interview coach just because I feel that I am very solid in that area, but also because of all the stuff that I have made, all the prep stuff that I've made, um, and the people that I can practice with, um, who have that knowledge. So not necessarily saying that, like, I wouldn't get a coach, because if it was a, like, if I was going for Miss Universe, I would probably get a coach, um, because I want to make sure that I'm on my best, at the best level, um, you know, but I feel confident in that. However, that's because I've been coaching for many years. There are people who feel that, yeah, I'm great at talking. I don't need a coach. I'm great in that area. And then I, and then we put them on for an online interview and they can't get their words out or they, they waffle too much and they lose a point. And this is what happens sometimes, especially as right now we're at 50 odd minutes for the podcast if you're still here. I've had to teach myself um, through a, ver- a variety of different like ways and these are things that I help my clients with as well. But I can talk and talk and talk. But when you're going for an interview, you have to streamline it to three minutes. People who are on podcasts or do like radio presenting and that, we, you're told to like fill the air. Like you want to be constantly talking or having a conversation and conversing with others. Whereas stripping it back to just three minutes, you do not have much time at all. Um, it could be the same with public speaking, so much. Um, everyone can benefit of one session. You're not above coaching. Even myself, I said I can benefit from a bit of coaching should I want to for the next journey. Um, you know, for me, it was 100% cost factor. Um, also traveling and just, yeah, like I had other things to concentrate on. The degree, health, children. Um, you know, this is why we say that. If not, it's, you know, using the tools. That's why we have the books, why we have the flashcards, which is why we have the workbook and the podcast and why we have all of this, you know. Don't be afraid to learn. But then there is a thing of too much where you'll have loads of different like if you love coaching and you have like five or six different coaches, <laughs> it can get complicated. Uh two to three coaches max for a journey. Don't be afraid if you've found a coach that you gel with better um or that's closer to you I honestly um I will never be offended unless I'm just not told outright um (laughs) I had someone say like yeah I can't really afford to continue coaching and then they paid like a big massive amount to have a coach and obviously the coach was up front with me I was like was this your girl and was like yeah, no, it's fine though, because I don't have contracts. So, like, people are more than welcome to try different coaches. And I encourage it. You know, I have girls who are coaching with two different um, coaches. You know, girls who have won, who've, who've worked with other coaches as well. Um, you know, Ariana, uh, Mrs. Galaxy UK, she had a great post. And I didn't think, expect to be thanked in it. But I remember she's like, you know, lockdown, I tried everyone. <laughs> I tried everyone, you know, and thanked us for all of our sessions. Um, and I was like, that's, that's, I love that. But sometimes it is, sometimes you have to try everyone. 
um, and then you find out who you liked. It might just be you drown with someone better. I will never be offended if someone wants to go to another coach or if they want to work with both of us. Absolutely fine. Like when I was a PT and there was one client who wanted to train with two trainers because you offered we don't offer different things because sometimes trainers, you know, just different aspects, different personalities. And, you know, I always take that learning experience into pageantry, into coaching, because we all have different experiences. We're all different ages, you know. I, I am Ms. <clears throat> I am a plus size woman, you know. I have different pageant experience to other pageant coaches in the industry. Um, you know, we've all gone to internationals. I think, actually, yeah, all of us, all the pageant coaches I can think of who are actively coaching right now. And I say the word actively because this is another bugbear of mine. People say, I've been in pageants for 20 years, but I haven't been competing in those 20 years. It's not active service. You've been in the pageant industry, yes, but not competing. Um, but every every pageant coach, yeah, has actively been to internationals. Um, hmm, yeah, they're, they're actively, yeah, yeah, so, um, <laughs> we have different experiences, we have different styles, different personalities, you know, we're not all the same, it goes back to the whole, you know, get along with everyone in pageants, um, you know, I don't see, I don't see other coaches in a competition, you know, because we all work well in different ways, we can work well together, if a pageant coach is like gatekeeping and saying that you can't train with everyone else, then I see that. As I said, we had that with the red flags episode before. Um, there's room for everyone in the pageant industry, and as I said, we all offer different things. People might get with my personality more, or people might find me really scary. <laughs> I always get different comments. It's either I'm really scary, or um, I'm really chill, funny, um, or a mixture of both never goes both ways but yeah I always say benefit of coaching um I always say at least one walk coaching and so that's not something we offer anymore but we have it in our workshop in March um so if you haven't already I'll be advertising it more because it's like I put my mistake is I put too much out at one time I had the front cover pageant con and the event we do have people who have bought tickets so thank you um if you haven't put your name down go buy it now but yeah so um you know get yourself in with a walk coach and i see walk coaching is more expensive um but it is an investment because sometimes you can pick up bad habits sometimes you might not know things um you know you can video yourself a million times but if you haven't got a trained eye when it comes to pageants you're not gonna know what mistakes you're making um, she could show your mates, like, yeah, this, like, but they don't know what you're being scored on, you know, and all of the coaches have had experience on the judging panel, as well as, you know, coaching and walking the walk, um, you know, of course, interview training varies, obviously, so we offer £20 for 40 minutes, or the four 30-minute bundle pack for 50 and these prices will change um i think they'll change after march because i changed mine last year um and inflation is getting inflated uh they won't change by much um not too much at all it won't be just thinking in my head it might be like 22 pound like 
it's it's not gonna be loads but mine i think mine's the lowest cost i'm not sure some other pageant coaches don't display their prices um i don't think ours are displayed <laughs> just because i'm too old school for website but you know others can range like 20 30 40 pound um for an interview session that's like that's you wouldn't be paying more than that unless you're buying block packs so you're buying you know three sessions five sessions you know um so with that um yeah so with that um always just once walk coaching can vary between 50 to 100 depending on the timing um I never charged that I charge 30 but I don't do that anymore <laughs> too old for it but it's always good to benefit at least one session you know so yeah saying that you don't need coaching I'll leave that in 2022 everyone needs a bit of coaching even coaches uh, most coaches have had a coach um and they're not ashamed to have had coaching and you can learn so much from different things um so the next one to leave in 2022, I can't get the words out, is a person who does the most uh, deserves to win. Uh, so this is saying, you know, the person who's raised the most money or the one who's done the most appearances, leave that behind because that's an awful attitude to have. Because, you know, it's going to hurt that you don't win and you've done the most. But just because you've done the most, it doesn't mean you've done the most as in, you know, the prep work. If you put that energy into the prep and behind just because you put your sash everywhere it doesn't entitle you to that crown and let's call this ambassador ambassador titles are great a great title of rewarding you for the hard work you've done outside of the pageant stage um but don't expect it just because you've done the most that's a really toxic trait to have by thinking that you deserved it over someone else and sometimes it is that the person who shouldn't win wins um do they deserve it? No, but they worked the well on stage. They put the best performance in. And, you know, it has to go through that. It's the judge's choice. Sometimes it's not the director's choice, you know. Nine times out of ten, unless the director's on the panel. But even then, that's one judge out of five, you know. So this is where that energy of, you know, quality, not quantity leave that behind just because you've raised the most money as well you just put an extra strain on yourself do it because you enjoy it and it's the same with the awards do it because you enjoy it not because you're expecting something from it okay that's a really big thing to have just because yeah so <laughs> the that you should be seen and not heard i hate this phrase uh it was used a lot last year um pageant queen should be seen not heard people are always afraid to voice their opinion um just because they're scared of you know not offending but um getting in trouble with their system of you know costing them their crown it's going to cost your crown if you call someone a really nasty name or if you're really offensive or you're racist or homophobic or transphobic we saw a lot of transphobia last year in pageantry um you know not a fan of that not a fan of that at all um that's going to cost you it because you know you you've got horrible viewpoints you're not going to lose um 
the crown by speaking up for injustice. And there will be conversations that make people uncomfortable. We had this with the Black Lives Matter movement, which obviously was not a new thing, but for obvious reasons, rekindled um, in 2020. And there's so many people like, oh, this doesn't apply to me. Like, why are you singling us out? Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, these conversations will make you uncomfortable because you have to take a step back and look at your reality. You have to acknowledge your privilege. Um, You know, as a white woman, I'm very privileged to have the skin colour I have because it hasn't come with, you know, the history and the abuse and the segregation and, and the racism. You know, of course, that is my privilege, not privilege as a woman, um, or as a, a plus size woman, because there are other things that come with that. However, that's my new <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, you know, this is why it's having that acknowledgement, but not going, ah, yeah, but I'm a fat girl. So like, I know your struggle. I don't. It's not something you can compare to. And these conversations are really important to have in pageantry, you know, the whole um, should trans girls compete, the whole, you know, are, um, are women of colour being overlooked in major pageant systems? Is this happening? Um, we need to really have these discussions because this is what creates change within pageantry. But shying away from it because it's not your fight, um, you know, or, oh, we have to think, I'm going to bring this example of, um, it's like she who should not be named, of a, a pageant girl who was saying some awful, awful things, um, about sexual assault, about rape, um, and these were ignored by a lot of the pageant community, um, because of the person's mental health problems and this is why we like just because you have these problems shouldn't you shouldn't be ignoring it then this person then went on a racist tirade um which of course offended a lot of people and rightly so you should be offended by it once again some people try and excuse this behavior and if we keep excusing it you're part of the problem um and i don't want this to be a rant about <clears throat> any of this but we need to start we need to stop being scared of standing up for other people and standing up for what you think is right um just because you're a pageant girl you know yes sometimes I can be a bit more like I'm very fiery with my BPD I, I you know act first think later sometimes um however on reflection there's never been anything that's been too extreme um you know and it's just we just need to leave that mentality behind. Sometimes you're right to be silent sometimes if you're not educated on the matter. Sometimes you take this time to listen. And this is what we need to do, actively listen to people and their experiences and, and what is being said. And not just disregard it, you know? So use your voice, people. It's the whole reason why it's my platform. It's the whole reason why I want people to be, you know... If you've had a bad experience in pageantry, speak up about it. Like, people say that, you know, they hide behind it because they want to win the crown. Is a crown really worth the mental anguish that's going to happen? Like, it's not worth it. 
this is why a lot of people leave pageantry sometimes and don't return because of things that have happened to them. Um, but yeah, like, honestly, just speak up a bit more. We should be seen and heard because we look good and we speak with reason. So we have a couple more. This has gone on longer than I thought it would. <laughs> um, okay, so people who cancel late... Or don't turn up. Okay, people. It's 2023. Buy yourself a diary and write every interview that you have. Every appearance that you said that you will go. Every campaign deadline that you need. This is the year to be organised, okay? Get yourself a diary. Download the workbook. Write it in. Because it is my... It really grows my gears when people don't turn up and this is the reason why I do live interviews now I wanted to wait until um after July which is when I was going to really change everything with sparkles but I was like no let's do it now because I was tired of people cancelling all the time and not messaging until afterwards or cancelling and changing their slots all the time once it's on that infographic if you cancel you cancel you don't turn up you don't turn up do you know how awkward it is doing a live <laughs> and your guest doesn't turn up it's very awkward it's very awkward indeed um sometimes it can just be miscommunication other times it can be a general emergency we get that um but there are so many people who have done it and cancelled so many times and just not turned up uh so if you have a pre-recorded interview let the person know write it in your diary like oh i forgot can we do a different time no, if a person has scheduled it in for that time, please be respectful of their time. Honestly. Now, this is this is what I say for like online campaigns, videos, interviews. Because if you don't turn up for your interview session, well, that's on you, isn't it? If you don't turn up to your walk session, that's on you. You that person's still being paid <laughs> for that time. Um you've just lost out. It's you know. But when they're giving up their free time, it should still be respected. Um, so get yourself a diary, write it down. The same with people who say they're going to join in a campaign and never do. If you get a month, you've got a whole month there. Not disregarding things happen in personal life. We get that. We will understand that. But if I see you... <laughs> If I see you at three or four different events, dressed up to the nines, wearing your best makeup, and you don't have the time beforehand to record a five-second video or take a picture, which you have promised, no. Scratch you off my good list. That I don't have. Um, but if I was Santa, I would. You'd be on the naughty list. Because you need to stop promising people your time if you're not going to deliver it. Now, as we say, you're allowed to say no, but if you join in a campaign, I have it. I have it when people say they want to join in cam my campaign. I go to message them, and the above message is a previous campaign I've done that they read and left me unread and never sent me their, their video or their photo. Um, <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. So this is where I, like, you know... I shouldn't have to remind you. I may send a reminder if I haven't got it or if I'm running low. If I am running low on how many people have joined in, I will send a reminder. Um, if I'm all good, I won't. And, you know, you get left to red and 
you put my mind to someone who's I'm not going to trust for the next campaign. You know, is what it is. I'm not the only person who has this. I know I'm not the only pageant girl who's had it where people have said they join in and then they don't. Um, I'm not going to guilt you by saying you have to, but I do say, if, you want, if you're going to say yes, write it in your bloody diary, guys. It's not that hard. It's not that hard, you know? And what we're leaving, finally, in 2022, which is not on my list right now, um, but it's going to be... We're not going to be using pick college, people. We're not going to be using it. Let's leave that behind, please. I don't want to be seeing any pick collage on the writing. When you guys can use Canva and it's free. There's probably lots of other apps to it, but Canva is just so great. I'm just going to forever be talking about it. There is a paid version, yes, but it's a free version. You can make the collages. You've got the templates there, you know? Like... I don't want to see any <laughs> saying that when you guys use Canva and you've got a gorgeous thing and it's got Canva written across it because you've used something that has a trademark on it. Like, you can use other pictures. Like, get a picture from Google, put it in there. Um, don't, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. Let's leave that behind. We don't need to have that. Let's leave using old photos for campaign photos behind stage photos. We don't know them. Let's not use them. Leave them behind. Fresh photos only. Uh, <laughs> so there are more things that I have to say. There's a couple on here, but I think that we've, we've left it enough. I think that this year is the year of you. Make sure that you're listening to the right advice because not every advice is good advice. All my advice is personal opinion as well as, you know, expertise but it's my personal opinion on the pageant industry there are other pageant coaches or other pageant experts that may have a different view to me you know we all have different views someone may love the turn others may not someone may love the picolage others may not um you know someone will be like no you do need to buy a new wardrobe because i won't be seen dead in the other one whereas i would although i said for me i always sell my wardrobe <laughs> very quickly well, you can use National Wardrobe for um, the last two years, yeah. As soon as it was off stage, I was like, right, let's put that up for sale. I only wore that blue sashel, sashel? <laughs> blue tassel dress like once. It was gorgeous, but I was like, where was when I need it? I'm going to need new fashion. I had the fashion wear idea. Bish, bash, bosh. Um, if I didn't and I still had that, I would have had that as backup. Like, simple, isn't it? So... With all of that, I hope you have enjoyed this episode. I hope you have started planning. As I mentioned in the podcast, we do have a free workbook. This is a workbook that I did previously sell. I just rejigged it to be a bit more um, appeasing to the eye and taking some things out. Um, so here we have that. That's free. That's in our Linktree bio um, on the Instagram. We have PageantCon up is a week today so we will stop selling tickets on friday just because i'm at pageant con on the saturday so friday at midnight so basically saturday at midnight and then i can add you in before um i can guarantee there probably will be some people that will still do last minute but you know it's in a facebook group it's in a private facebook group um so all the videos will stay um whether you have to do stuff that day i've just released the times today and i've got some more infographics to do with the timings and stuff um so it's all set there um so 
you know, you can see what ones you really want to watch. Um, you can re-watch the others in your own time. You can ask questions. Please ask questions. We really want to um, it to be as interactive as possible for you. Um, if you have any feedback, that's great. So yeah, Pageant Con, that's again a £5 donation to the Just Giving Fund in our link tree. We have lots of other stuff coming on. We're announcing something this week. Well, next week because it's Sunday. Um, we're announcing this week. We're doing lots of stuff in March, basically. I've got to ask a few people um, about some things and some dates. But there's one thing that's definitely happening. And of course, our event on the 4th of March. So if you are kickstarting your pageant prep, drop us a message. Get into it. My January diary is nearly fully booked um, for coaching because we have a lot of pageants coming up. So if you need to book in, drop me a message. Um, and I'll give you some of the dates we have. Um, but apart from that, have a good new year, guys.